It's the Friendly Fire Show, episode 248 for the end of September 2023. I'm one of your co-hosts, Steve Wright. Joining me, co-host Ben Salter. Hi, Ben. What's been happening in, in the week we haven't spoken? Well, we speak, but what? You, what's up? I'm getting way in the weeds already. Nothing. Nothing's changed since I last spoke to you, Steve, except for the, the, the greatest leak of all time. Like, I'm, I'm, we have <laughs> occasionally revealed that now and again we pre-record an episode, but we haven't done that this week. And luckily we didn't because this has got to be the biggest leak, like, ever in the history of games, right? Like, there's games get leaked all the time, but I don't remember, like, a full decade-long strategy being leaked before. Uh, this is a biggie. It's that time where there's so many games coming out the like the marketing teams have already put out all of the stuff they possibly wanted to about their game. So it's sort of dead, even though it's like sort of the most hectic time as well. But we yeah, we have a treasure trove of, of Microsoft news from what we thought was like a stuff up by the FTC. But it turns out Microsoft kind of shot itself in the foot mm. by releasing like a whole bunch of unredacted goodness to a link that was made public. So the FTC kind of like went, nah, it's not us, this was all Microsoft. And Microsoft hasn't disputed that, so I guess this is of their own doing. My favorite part is Phil Spencer responded, he did tweet or zeet or whatever we call it now, but he um <laughs> he responded internally and that got leaked within minutes. So the, the public response was basically another leaked memo. It's yeah, just, well. it's maybe he did that on purpose. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's what an amazing attachment they they uploaded. <laughs> seems to be like one big attachment that wasn't redacted at all, and it's it's just leaked years worth of planning. Yeah, it's it's not even like a, a a white page with like black lines through. It's there's no redactions to begin with, but like it's full on like PowerPoint presentations and emails and like pictures yeah. of consoles that are in planning and everything. So I guess. With the disclaimer that these emails are from, like, any time between 2020 and 2022, we're still going to talk about them as if, like, Microsoft hasn't, you know, changed direction whatsoever. But, like, what what do you think is, is the biggest tidbit to start with? It could be anywhere. I think I think the, the mid-gen Series X refresh is interesting. It gives us a bit of a, an insight into what Xbox is planning. I think this one is going ahead as is like i i really don't see this drastically changing so what it basically was was actually a, a decent looking console um very minimal steel but a bit more circular uh and it's just basically a discless series x made with chipper components a slim console if you will uh but unlike most slim consoles this one didn't appear to have a price drop or at least when they were, they were planning it a year or so ago <clears throat> it was still going to be that full price so 800 in australia 500 in the us uh, and instead of reducing the price, they were going to double the storage to one terabyte. And that's nothing to sneeze at. Or two terabytes, sorry. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> nothing to sneeze at because obviously storage is a big deal this generation. But weird to release a refresh but not drop the price. Well, and like I'm, there's so many selling points of this. Not that it's out yet, but of this potential console. Like, yeah, double the storage space, but also no disk drive. I don't know if you said that mm. or not. But that's a oh, huge yeah. thing that, that, well, there's a lot of things that differentiate the current s and x from one another but the x has a disk drive so you can buy cheaper games presumably and the s doesn't absolutely microsoft's doubling down so that is no longer a problem 
with either console that they're putting out mid-cycle, they're, they're both going to be discless. You get twice the storage space, cheaper, more power efficient, like all, all good things for the same price. Um, the S also gets a refresh. And this is where I'm not sure where it's going to work because it's basically going to be, well, it's like uh, it's cheaper components, more energy efficient, upgraded Wi-Fi, upgraded Bluetooth, um, mm. one terabyte storage space. But the slides at Microsoft said it was going to be priced the same as the Series S, but that was the old 512 gigabyte model. Whereas it's like 50 bucks more to get the one terabyte now mm. but theoretically when this mid-cycle refresh comes out it's a cheaper console than the current terabyte but i don't think i think that's something that's going to change but maybe they've found a way to cut the costs and lower the price again there's also Could a be. strategy to sell the current series s for i think it's the thing said 200 us so it'd be like the budget budget console I suppose. It's too many options, but they, they need to get a cheaper <laughs> thing in market, probably. The the problem with the current Series S, or the by current, I mean the one that just came out, the black one. The terabyte um, one, yeah. It's like 550 or 580 or something, and for like 600, you can get a PS5 discless. So why don't you just get a proper next-gen console? As much as the extra storage is definitely worth it, like I think that's what you need. At that point, just get a PS5 discless. Yeah. It's not much more. Um, and if you want to go Xbox extend yourself another 200 bucks and get a, a series x so i don't see the point of the s still and i know that the s has apparently sold 75 percent of the xbox share so it, it's working well for xbox but i think it's priced wrong in australia like in the us it's 299 in australia it's 550 like it just it doesn't make sense here so for us it probably makes a lot more sense to have a, a series x which is discless um as long as both are still sold uh, you and I are both pretty much discless people. We barely buy games on disc at all, but it, it is nice to have the option so that you can buy something for like Starfield, for example, $89 in retail in stores or it's $120 on the Xbox store. So yeah. it's much cheaper to buy that by disc and it would be disappointing if we didn't have the option at all. Um, <clears throat> that's where all the, that's where all these console makers want us to go next gen though. Like Sony launched with a discless console. Let's not forget that. And they're the market leader. If you walk into any game store, it's like 80% PlayStation and one of their consoles doesn't have a disc drive. Yeah. Well, and I don't know, like, I think Sony was planning a disc drive that could plug into the discless yeah, version. Are, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know where that's gone, but like, I don't know if Microsoft's even contemplating that. Like the, the problem is if you have all these discs, at least on Xbox right now, there's a way to have back compat with xbox 360 and xbox one games yeah. and any series s and x games that you bought but as soon as you go to this disc driveless thing like i guess you just sell those games and go and buy digital mm. codes of Good the point. ones you really want to keep like is there a way to kind of keep that library intact without like i think next generation i think they both go discless by default and the disc drive is an add-on Mm. I don't think they're going to ditch it, which is what Sony is going to do this generation, allegedly. I think they both do that next gen because uh, most people won't buy it. But you're right. Xbox has committed so much to your old discs are valuable. No one else has done that. No one else is going to do that. It's kind of the thing that they've got. And they put so much time and energy into it. And I'm sure few people use discs. I'm sure most people who play Back Compat bought it digitally because it's so much easier. And those games were cheap for the most part. Like 360 games got down to 10, 15 bucks. Um, but there are some that are only on disc. Someone never sold on the store. 
it would be weird for them to abandon this entirely. They released that HD disc player for 360 like they've done it before. Yeah. Um, I think that's what's going to happen. Well, I guess if it's important to you, right now you should go and buy a Series X. And yeah. if, if well, you have all these discs and you don't have the 360 that you used to have or the one that you used to have or they've broken and you can't be bothered repairing them or you can't repair them, I don't know how this all works. But yeah, like, the, if nothing else, the time... The, the the clock is ticking. The writing's Maybe. on the wall. What analogy am I going for? One of those. You can figure it out yourself. Yeah, I'm not sure if it replaces the Series X or it joins it. Um, I think you've got at least a year. But you're right. If you if you have a big library of discs and you don't have a Series X, um, why would you have that library? I guess if you've got a library of Xbox One and, and 360 games and you don't have a current console for them, buy a Series X now. Like Your current console will be good for years to come. So there's there's always that. Uh, the more interesting thing to me was almost the controller. Like they mm. showed essentially a dual sense. Um, and Xbox didn't change their controller much this generation. They added a share button. They made it maybe a touch more comfortable. Basically it. Um, and now they're, they're coming out with like a full-on quite different controller. It didn't look great, but of course it, that was just a demo. That's not necessarily the final product. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's got it's got haptic feedback, which the DualSense has. It's got um, gyro sensors, which both the Switch and the PS5 have. Xbox is the only platform without it, so that makes sense. Um, it was offering rechargeable or um, normal batteries, which you kind of get now, but they've kind of gone away from it, so that's slightly different. And it's, yeah, basically seems to be a DualSense. And that would be weird to release mid-generation. Like, every yeah. game's going to have to support this and also not support it. Well, yeah, like, it's a DualSense... Without a touchpad, because that's that would then literally just be a dual sense. Like the accelerometer stuff, I'm not super crazy about in any game anyway. Like I don't want to have to like contort myself to play a game if I'm sitting on the couch. I just want to hold a controller. Um, but I guess like the the wake on, they made a big deal on the in the slide about like wake on lift. So if nothing else, that's what the accelerometers are for, like realizing that you're about to play a game and turning the controller on, and I guess off mm. if it's stationary for a certain period of time, um, which is good if you want to play a game and that's it, but bad, I guess, if you're leaving your console idle for, as an example, Mortal Kombat 1, where you have to spend an hour in practice mode and you just kind of like set the controller down and make sure it doesn't, you know, go to sleep every... You'd want to cheat, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, for all the extra features on the dual sense, I barely think any of them make a difference. The, the triggers, the responsive triggers are cool when they're used well and they, they actually give that force back for something that means something in the game. When it's just added on for no reason, it's not that useful... Uh, the touchpad is barely used. Like, it's basically just used as an extra start, a gigantic start button. And when it is used to swipe, it's kind of annoying. And every game that does it has to put a bit massive prompt on screen to be like, swipe left now, because it's it's not intuitive. Yeah. It never will be. Yeah. Uh, motion's used a little bit. Like, I don't use it, but I can see it's quite often an option. And I can see that people would prefer to use it sometimes. And it does allow you those, like, WarioWare-style games, which otherwise aren't possible. So... Yeah. I can see why they would, they would add that. They're, they're limiting themselves to not be able to have those third-party games by not having it at all. The only accelerometer implementation that I actually like is like in a Splatoon, where it makes it just a little bit easier to aim, but it's not... Like, you can have you can have everything on, like, full tilt, or you can just kind of have it on, like, a little bit. Hmm. Um, not a huge fan of, like, the speaker thing. Like, the first thing I do on DualSense, on, turn I guess, off. the PS5, is turn off the sound. Like... Like 
perpetually mute the the microphone that's in it. I don't think there's a mic in this one. I don't know if that was. That's part good. Of I've it. never used the mic. I didn't realize it was not muted by default for like a year. Um, <laughs> you can change that on the on your settings. So mine automatically turned the console on. The mic's muted straight away. So. That's what mine does now too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like I said, quieter buttons and stuff. Not that I've ever noticed the sound of the buttons. And like, no. if, if I come home after hockey and I'm playing Xbox, I've got the headphones on and I'm like, all the lights are off and the only light's coming from the TV. And like, I've got the headphones on for sound and I don't hear the clicky clicky. But I guess if it is loud or you notice it, it's going to be less loud. So if you're gaming late at night, maybe you won't wake up those in your house like a or something. small one. Yeah, yeah. The, the changeable sticks, that's already on the Elite controller, so there's going to be an Elite 3 based on this, you would assume as well. Um, all we really want, make that profile button a share button on the Elite 2. It's still good. Yeah. Well, and I guess the, the so the code name, what are the code names? Brooklyn's the X. Hmm, I forget I... what the uh, the S is, and the controller's called Sebel or something like that. Um, the Checks out. Going back to the design, I, I do like the kind of weird rounded Series X refresh. The S looks exactly the same as it does now, um, but I guess back to white. I think the black option, the black option is kind of good and bad. They uh, Microsoft sent me the the one terabyte black S, um, and I guess two things: the material is black, so it's very like the X is very kind of like prone mm. to finger smudges. Um, which is kind of annoying if you're looking at it. Not that, like, I don't know if anybody looks at their console anymore. You kind of, like, just turn it on and look at the TV. Um, the other thing is, like, I went home to Canada with the S, the white one, and continually, for some reason, like, my parents would just, like, decide the S was, like, a shelf to put things on, and they were putting things, kind like, on like the it, yeah. fan instead of anything else. Mm -hmm. And the black at least gives you a really good idea of where the fan is, and that's a very important fan. Like, all of the heat is, like, blasting out of the top of that thing. So when the black on black makes it a little harder to realize there's something on yeah. that surface that you need to not have covered, especially if it's on. Um, very first world problems kind of thing. But, like, that, that those were my takeaways. Um, yeah. going, going back to where I was going with this in, in the first place, people make fun of the, the PS5 for looking like a, a fancy router or something. Um, we've had really bad hay fever and, like, respiratory things going on. So we bought, like, an air filter in the house. And it looks... Ex this new redesigned X looks exactly like our air filter. So ah, there are Dyson's that look like a PS5, so you could like match. <laughs> yeah, like every appliance is just starting to slowly blend yeah. into one form factor. Yeah, well, that was that was the current generation. They also leaked, and why it was such a big deal is they they essentially leaked the next gen as well. Hmm. So we didn't see a console, we didn't get a name, um, but we did get a real flavor of what they're thinking. So they pretty much confirmed what we already had rumored, which is next gen is going to be in 2028, or that's what they're thinking at the moment. Of course, that could definitely shift, but that feels about right. Um, and the main thing is it's going to be a hybrid console, which is kind of what they were going for earlier this gen when it was very much a, you've got the machine and then you've got the cloud and the cloud's going to really power it up. They're even touting that last gen before they totally backtracked. So they kind of, they've been talking about that for ages. That was always on the cards. I think what we still haven't really seen is really beneficial implementation of something running on your, natively running on your console and then massively enhanced by the cloud. We've seen like you play Flight Sim and some of the world loads in a little better or it gives you more detail because it's loading in from the cloud. But the bulk of that game is still running natively. Like it's not, it doesn't make a huge difference. Mm. 
And I think maybe that's what they're going to do more. Also, it sounds like they're doubling down and going a bit more into play anyway. So it's it's very much a, there's a console, then there's a cloud version of that console, then there's play on mobile. Uh, there were some other things linked that looked kind of like a Joy-Con for your phone, and you could use that maybe with just your TV. Um, so a bit more of that, which they're also doing now, but maybe they're they're locking more into that as their their next platform. Yeah, I don't know. Like I tried playing Starfield a week ago on the cloud just because I wanted to see what was going on. And like I had a, a prompt saying, you're going to have to wait like 15 minutes. We're, we're inundated with people trying the same thing. So also my NBN dropped out and it was the biggest cluster F in the history of the world. Like there was no, no outages reported that night, even though like I could see on the NBN router that there was no connection. Like, oh, well, check, check your modem. It's like, I don't need to check my modem. Like I, I could see where the internet problem is. It's, it's like one step down the chain. Like, I don't know, like a heavy reliance on cloud. I don't think we're ready for, I, you know, it's that's 2028 is a while from now. So maybe there's going to be a lot of advances, but like, it's just nice to have something in front of you and like i think phil's even said this like it's not going to replace it okay well keep that in mind then keep that mantra in mind this is this is like a nice addition a nice supplement but it shouldn't be the the main driver yeah. the main way to play if, if anything i think that's the main takeaway from all of these leaks is they're they're staying in consoles there's been so many rumors that this is the last console ever or at least this is the last xbox and that's clearly not the case like they're pretty clear in that hybrid kind of little diagram that they showed it's console is first and yeah. so they want to have more options than just the one console. And Phil always uses the term box. And he's always like, we've got the box. But there's more to it than that. And they've, they've showed that this gen, but it's still very much console centric. I think they've kind of stuffed up their console to a degree, but they're, they're looking to improve it. Uh, and that's, that's one of the other, we might jump ahead slightly because that's hmm. one of the interesting things from Phil's many emails. And that's where most of this came from. Like there were, there were documents and, and, slides and things but a lot of it it's just phil spencer's random thoughts in email and there's like he emails some pretty high up people at microsoft just with like on a saturday morning with like a oh just a thought uh and they're weird if he emails satchi Nadella with like a smiley face i'm like oh i guess i could be way more casual with my boss right like my boss doesn't have like the multi multi million dollar company at, at his not disposal, but he's not responsible for that either. But no, like they're kind of they were cool little like a look into Phil, and I think yeah. intentions aside, like it really reinforced that he's like it's this isn't a show. He's not he's he's not like just trying to get the bottom line going. Like he actually cares about games and stuff. You know, some some of his ideas might not be quite up to snuff. He, yeah. But um, I think he, he did show that. He also showed he is, at the end of it, an executive trying to make money, and that's his main <laughs> objective. But I think he certainly has got some level of we should we should do better. There was yeah. a lot of that. I think his email, the one that really stood out was saying on the day of the PS5 reveal that he was very nervous about it, but then he thought we, as in Xbox, have a much better product, and they, it was a good day for them, and they could see themselves potentially winning this generation. And that was in 2020, probably at the height of Xbox, I think. Game Pass had came in. They'd done a good job pivoting the Xbox One to the One X to, to something kind of quality with back compat and everything. Hopes were high for the next gen at that point. I think he was probably right. Yeah. And three years later, kind of looking back at that, they've made a series of really anti-consumer decisions since then. And the Series X is not in a great place now. And I use it most days. Like, I'm a Series X fan, but it's not in a good spot at all. Yeah. Um, and, it, like, even just, we touched on it a few episodes ago, what they've done with 
the branding of Xbox Live Gold, turning it into Game Pass Core, and really not doing that very well. Uh, things like that, they they just haven't kind of ridden that momentum as they could. Yeah. And that was kind of another email that was out. Phil was saying it was a disaster to have no first-party games for 16 months. And true, like we knew that, but it's kind of interesting to see the insight that internally they're just like, yeah, we've really stuffed this up. Yeah, what what can we do? Oh, we've got Redfall coming. That'll that'll mitigate some of it. <laughs> Spoilers, it did not. Um, what what else can we try to do? Let's get things onto Game Pass. Like it's it's, it's none of which happened. Well, they they costed out a heap of games, and so that was interesting in <clears> itself to see like to have a like a Star Wars Jedi, Jedi Survivor launch on Game Pass. They anticipated I think two fifty or three hundred million US is what they would need to pay for the the launch period or to have it on there for a certain amount of time. Um, compared to like Baldur's Gate 3, which they said 5 million. But of course, that was one when they thought the game would run on Xbox, but it didn't. <laughs> and two, or didn't on Series S at least. And two, then it became this big juggernaut. I tell you, if they get it on there now, it's not going to be a 5 million. So that's our first taste to actually see what it costs to have something on Game Pass. Yeah, it's it's there's a lot of good stuff in that. Like uh, in talk of acquisitions, tons of potential acquisitions, you know, like Phil's mm. throwing up nintendo he was throwing out valve he was throwing out you know th- like obviously bethesda because that that's how the, i guess zenimax technically because that's the parent company um the <laughs> what do you think about the nintendo st- let's go to the nintendo stuff first <laughs> well so if you recall in like the early 2000s bill gates directly tried to buy nintendo and as the story goes he got laughed out of the room Whoever, the other executive in there with him did a tell-all some years later, and he said it was just being laughed at for 60 minutes by some Japanese businessmen, and then we left. That was yeah. like they were never in contention despite having infinite money to ever successfully buy them. Um, throwing it up, the way he spoke about it, now obviously this was never meant to be seen. I think I don't think too many other people would call it a career highlight to be acquiring someone. You'd probably more in that position want to be doing something yourself, not just buying out someone. I think that yeah. was a weird thing to say. I do agree that like I with some of it, I do think that potentially Nintendo could be super great with without having to worry about the hardware side of things. Because that's where they've struggled every second generation. Like they always make good games, but every second console they've struggled essentially. But Or more importantly, sorry, the 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 networking side of things like if microsoft mm. could step in and be like oh nintendo switch online let's let's just let's just turn it off or i'm gonna like try to like it, like bring users over we're just gonna start again from scratch like here's a much better easier to use as an end user solution not so focused on you know like a 17 digit code to make sure that your you know child is protected from whatever mm. that's where they would benefit anyway sorry i i derailed your train of thought i'm sure yeah i think i think from that point of view it would what he said around the hardware side of things waiting for nintendo to realize their future doesn't lie on their own hardware that comment would have made sense in 2016 when the wii u was absolutely dead and there was just it was very unclear when nintendo was going to go from there in 2020 and certainly now the switch is actually a great piece of hardware like it's old now but when it came out it was it was pretty good like it was affordable it played games well it's a massive step for a handheld yeah, and it's sold 130 odd million compared to what do we sell 50 or 60 million Xbox Ones? Like it's absolutely trounced Xbox. So I think that's a little weird in the fact that they they say they try to market themselves as the the hardware leader, but they've they've never won a generation. They they nearly won the 360. Well, actually, the Wii won that generation. So they nearly beat the PS3. 
um, that's as close as they've come. It's kind of, they've actually, they've always kind of positioned themselves as the hardware brand, but they've actually never had the best selling hardware yeah. or even the hardware that at the end of the gen people thought was the best console. So still room for them to kind of improve there. And to totally sidetrack this conversation, I think Nintendo's kind of like the Switch was completely opposite to what Spencer was talking about. But I think the Switch mm. 2 or the rumored Switch 2 or Switch Pro or whatever they're going to call it might be another Wii U at this point. Like, it's what's it going to be? Like an upgraded Switch? Struggled. It's going to be a Switch that doesn't have an OLED because it may be too expensive to, to produce a new Switch with an OLED screen because of the cost of living crisis happening. Like... Ooh, Nintendo, if you make this new Switch, do not go back to an LED screen after releasing an OLED. Like, that's just a bad, or a bad both. idea. At the very least, release both and have the option. Have the OLED launch there. They want, You're right. They're going to go back to a worse quality screen. There's a high resolution, potentially. Uh, yeah, they, the Switch 2 is a big risk for Nintendo. That's why they've waited so long. They don't want to stop the sales of their successful console because they, they know following a successful platform has always been their struggle. They want to do something different. That's their DNA, and that's what stuffs them up. Like, if they just did a direct Switch 2, and they called it Switch 2, and it's just, hey, it's Switch again, but it's more powerful, and the Joy-Cons don't break as easily, that would sell like crazy. Like, that's basically it, and it's fully backwards compatible. And that's, yeah, that. backwards compatible the most important thing, but that that's literally what the Xbox insert number, or well, that's harder to, that's to pick a number. Does. Xbox yeah. insert, insert letter or something, or, like, adjective, or PlayStation insert number. That's what they do, so... Yeah, it's I honestly backwards think compat- a, huge, a huge part of PlayStation's success is its PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. Xbox has stuffed themselves up with their dumb naming conventions. I think there are still people who don't realize the difference between a 1X and a Series X. and a, like it's, well, We're too close to it to really realize how dumb that is. Well, and it, it's the same issue that plagues Xbox Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass for console, Xbox Game Pass Core, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. So dumb. And I sent you that Reddit thing of some, like it was, it had thousands of comments on Reddit. Someone's like, oh, I'm paying for Game Pass for console and Game Pass Core. Why? And someone's like, well, were you paying for game pass and xbox live he's like yes it's like well you shouldn't because you should get ultimate and even saying all that out loud makes me realize how stupid and convoluted the entire thing is and i mean I guess- that's the biggest stuff up they've made they should have either one got the big leg up on playstation and said we're going to stop charging for online because if they're truly about you can play wherever you want you don't pay to play online on pc so why are we paying for console or if you do need to pay for console because it's, there's more cost there and it's, it's just a thing why didn't they just have a very clear three-step structure? Just have like a level one tier subscription. It's just online multiplayer and maybe it's cheaper than it used to be, but it's just called Game Pass and it's Game Pass in the sense that it's just online multiplayer, no games with it. Middle tier is that. So online games plus, I don't know, a selection of Game Pass games. Ultimate is all of it or something like that. The fact that the, the lowest tier has online, but the middle tier doesn't and then the top tier does again ridiculous no subscription does that yeah no subscription takes away in the middle tier most people subscribe to the middle look at netflix everyone subscribes to the the middle tier it's the worst one for game pass yeah yeah well yeah so maybe we can email phil and he'll send us an email with a smiley face well we've got his email address now (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, we're running short on time, so let's get to the last kind of big piece of news. Um, it was a, a slate of, of Bethesda's planning and, and upcoming releases, and there's a bunch of stuff that we kind of already knew about. There's five completely unnamed games. There's a whole bunch of project code names for things, single player from Bethesda and online multiplayer multi MMO style maybe mm. from, from ZeniMax. Um, two big remasters, Fallout 3 and Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion, uh, a Ghostwire Tokyo sequel. Apparently Ghostwire Tokyo did far better than I thought it did because yeah. it's not bad, but it's pretty average in my thinking. And um, what else? An Indiana Jones game that we already knew about, and there, I feel like I'm missing one from my brain. Doom. The next game is apparently a Doom Doom prequel. Year One or something? Like They're going to like the Batman origin story mm. naming convention? nothing overly oh and dishonored 3 that's the other one obviously yeah that's kind of cool i thought dishonored might be a dead franchise and it's it's one of my favorites from bethesda so i'm glad to see that still going uh and oblivion and a fallout 3 remaster makes sense like they're old enough that they deserve one but young enough that they'll brush up well and be a pretty good game still um especially oblivion i think a lot of people probably miss that it's so old now and it also was kind of like a big deal in the early 360 era so probably worth a spin if these happen and they're done well that's kind of the thing are they going to be dodgy remasters or, or proper ones i can't believe we've gone 28 minutes without talking about starfield for one second and i'm loving starfield but we're not supposed to talk about that and i've oh, well that was on the it. list as well like it had dlc so that we already know about that i've already got it in the premium edition uh yeah starfield's good that's really good Really good. That was well. We can actually add that into this because this morning, uh, and this is as day of recording, it's pretty much the day after this leak happened. But for Americans, it's the day, and that was that was part of the fun of this. It all broke. The news broke kind of during our daytime in Australia, so all the Americans who normally pride themselves on breaking all the news didn't get to do it. And then they like twelve hours later, they're all reporting it like it's their big scoop. Was not at all. Uh, and Phil was uh, Phil and um, and Sarah Bond were on a flight to Tokyo Game Show, so they weren't actually there to see it at the time. That's why Phil tweeted so much later. Can you imagine and, being in the PR team at, at yeah, Xbox and being like, "Oh God, okay, he's, yeah, he's touching down in four hours. What are we gonna do?" <laughs> and there was a, a thing on Reddit that, like, a couple of hours after Phil had landed in in Tokyo, he was online playing Starfield, and so it's kind of like he doesn't even care. Either, either he's gone straight to Starfield and not checked his email, or he's just been like, stuff it, I need to just relax and, and play a good game. Well, and to paraphrase, like he, he said, you know, like the, these are, you know, sometimes emails from three years ago, plans change, you know, it's not set in stone, you know, I, I, it's hmm. unfortunate that it leaked, but, you know, we're still committed to blah, blah, blah. That's when the marketing kind of speak came in. Like, who knows? Maybe they've, they've priced these components since the cost of living crisis and said oh this mid-cycle refresh isn't going to happen or maybe they've doubled down and went you know like the the xbox one x was the best thing we ever did because we like really doubled down on the teraflops and the like and like that's i think you mentioned already this this is not like a mid-year or mid-cycle refresh with like a pro thing like a more power get you know that uh, make sure you get the 120 frames on 4k kind of thing this is just like a cheaper console for the same price but with more value add i guess in terms of storage and the slim consoles happened every generation like the the 360 slim was pretty good the the one had a slimmer version eventually um like it's very common that's always happened playstation's on an every generation so we would expect that to happen but normally mm. you get a cost drop and it seems like this time they're trying to dodge that or at least that was their thinking a few years ago maybe they will drop the price 
they've actually increased the price, just not in America. Yeah. So, yeah, well, it's, it's interesting. I and I don't know how much like this is me not knowing enough about technology to really understand. It probably would take way more effort than well, but maybe it would be worth doing. the The one big critical point of difference right now between the PlayStation and the Xbox is is that the PlayStation lets you just plug in a non-proprietary SSD into the console and increase your storage for a fraction of the cost that the Xbox does and to like kind of just yep. leave that off the table like surely surely Microsoft is looking into that because the current expansion the proprietary thing you can buy an expansion card for almost the same price as the console and that's not very cost effective but also necessary especially if you're going to buy a console without a disk drive it's not like you can just have a disk and pop it in and play not that you can do that anyway because now any disk is really just like a digital license for the download that you need to get anyway but yeah like that's that's the biggest problem that needs to be addressed absolutely no not you know like this is made from recycled plastics i i know that's important but no one really cares if their thing is made out of recycled plastics let's be honest and they're, they're in a situation now that probably even next gen, because they made that mistake, such a grave mistake, uh, and they, they really sold it as we're making it easier for consumers. You're just going to be able to plug in and play like a memory card. It's going to be much easier. At the time, it sounded good because Sony's option was a little clunky and the actual level of SSD you needed wasn't readily available, at least not in Australia. So it was kind of like, we you need to wait for these to actually be released and who knows how expensive they're going to be. And they were really expensive for a year or so. But now they've come down so much in price and the, the Xbox versions haven't at all, hmm. which as proprietary memory never does. So they're probably in a position now where they need to keep that slot for the people who spent like the, the two terabyte card costs $700 in Australia. That's as RRP. If you bought one, I'd be hoping that lasts 10 years and it's going to work on the next console too. So I think they need to put that slot on there, but they probably need another one for you not to have to use it now. And where that costs Microsoft, because you stuff that up, I can't see a way around that for them. At yeah. least for the mid-gen, the mid-gen refresh, they they need to leave the plug-and-play option. If they do add another alternative to fix their mistake, they just gonna have to wear that. Yeah, well, and like the the reason that these mid-cycle refreshes come out is is for that reason. Like the cost of technology decreases as more new amazing technologies are discovered or you know refined, and you know like you make the same powerful console from way cheaper components so you can sell it at a reduced rate that's yep. that's that's, ex- that's the ethos exist. of the whole thing exactly so yeah it's it's it'll be interesting i think for if it's if there's nothing about it apart from the two terabyte console storage capacity that was a full sentence like i'm like usually with these slim things they look cool and i'm like oh that's definitely there's a reason to get it I don't see the reason right now. Like you can trade, no, you, you can get you double the storage and you lose right. a disk drive. Like, well, like sometimes I will like not game so much, but it's a, I've got a Blu-ray player downstairs. And if I feel like watching my ultra HD 4k version of the Star Trek movies that I bought, like I can't stream the disc. The disc has to go in a device. So I could put it in either the PlayStation or the Xbox right now, but if they both, you know, soon don't have, drives do i have to go buy a blu-ray player if i want to do this like what how how does that happen yeah exactly there was um yeah very little reason to upgrade of course these plans could change it could have been we only saw one slide maybe at the 500 slash 800 australian dollars with two terabyte that's what they're going to do maybe there's going to be a one terabyte option which is considerably cheaper 
And that would all of a sudden, that would change the whole value proposition. If you can get basically paid the same price, but get double the storage instead of paying another five or $700 for a memory card, that's actually possibly worth it. Uh, but then if you, if you don't care about that, because one terabyte is probably enough for some people. It's not for us, but for some people, it would be enough. Yeah. Maybe well, then if you're getting it cheaper, it's, it's worthwhile. It, will it soon be enough? Like we're starting to actually get, mm. and we'll talk about this next week, I think, but we're starting to get into, and we should stop soon. So I'll, let's close up soon, but I'm going to finish this thought. We're now getting into the, the, the current gen only games like, and Mortal Kombat one. I never thought Mortal Kombat one would be a good example of a current gen only game. Like it's, it screams like this should be able to run on Xbox one and PlayStation four, but this is where we are. Um, or is it, I don't even know. Anyway, point of my story is that the xbox series x version of mortal kombat 1 is 140 gigabyte it's like bigger than a call of duty game and it's a fighting game how 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 does that happen so you know like four five versions of a mortal kombat game now and you've basically maxed out your hard drive and that's the thing the 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 cell this gen was because things could load faster game sizes would get smaller and they wouldn't need to duplicate things like they have to on a disk because now everything's coming off the SSD. Uh, that was the whole deal. And I've seen it on PlayStation games. When you when you buy a, a PS5 game, sometimes it will say download the PS4 version for 90 gig or the PS5 version for 70. Or maybe not quite that much difference, but certainly a smaller size. So it's doable, but I guess if it hasn't been optimized and there's less reason for third-party devs to do it, yeah, it, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, and if yeah, if the thir- if the third party devs don't want to do it, we saw Sony throw devs at striking distance for the Callisto protocol, and the result was like a game that functioned far better on that console. I like I think it's pretty common knowledge now that Microsoft is throwing people at Larian to try to get Baldur's Gate on Xbox as quickly as they can. So like the the big sticking point was split screen on the S. They're like, "We'll help. Let's please bring this br- now. Bring this to our console. We need this game." So yeah, it's it's a weird time, and it's I guess only gonna get weirder as this mid cycle refresh rears its ugly head. And like without a doubt, PlayStation has something up its sleeve. Pretty much time for the same time i'd imagine and what we've seen is it is a few years old i have no doubt things have changed i think when phil says we'll show our real plans when we're ready some of this is the real plan still some of it's an evolved version some of it's probably totally different so we don't really know exactly what they're going to do i think the mid-gen refresh next year is definitely going to happen because it will save the money whether we get a pro or not is still i think it's unlikely but it's it's possible just because it wasn't leaked here doesn't mean it's not happening it just means they hadn't started planning it before these documents were made in 2020 mostly uh and we we didn't get a great sense over games that was the thing that wasn't actually leaked we had bethesda's games leaked but all the other studios that xbox have it's not like they leaked their whole lineup for the next five years so there's still plenty to come that we don't know about xbox has showing it tgs in like a day or so by the time you listen to this it may have happened so i don't have high hopes for anything good to be perfectly honest but we'll no see. and you know what next week let's have a chat about the nintendo direct and state of play recently and i think you'll find that it's probably a similar level or less but there's there's still more to come and yeah overall i think we learn a lot but we also didn't learn that much we don't really know what this is going to be true and, and what's totally changed Save this to your your uh, diskless consoles hard drive and replay it in 2028 
or 2024 even, and we'll see how right or wrong we were. Uh, how do we find you on the internet, Ben Salter? You basically don't anymore, but I'm, I'm still on whatever Twitter is now. Ben underscore Salter, how do we find you? Twitter's the only thing I'm not on anymore, and to be honest, mm. I'm feeling quite good about it. Um, S That's how I found about all these leaks. So without without fake Twitter, I wouldn't have known. Oh, Reddit, buddy. Reddit's where it, it Yeah, it well, is. everyone just leaks, links there anyway. Well, but there you go. anyhow. Uh, or Survivor.com. Uh, lots of stuff coming. We'll talk about that, I think, next week because games again. Like actual games again. It'll be fun. Uh, we'll see you then.